After months of speculation, Chicago Teachers Union President Stacey Davis Gates announced that she will not be running for mayor of Chicago. That doesn't mean the CTU isn't coming up with their own candidate. Taking on Chicago's incumbent mayor could take millions of dollars and a lot of power. So does the city teachers union have what it takes? Joining us now with more is WBEZ education reporter Sarah Karp. Hey, Sarah, welcome back. Hey, how you doing? Doing well, Sarah. We've caught whiffs of Stacey Davis Gates' run for mayor, but ultimately, what did she say about her decision not to run? She said that she just got elected as president of the Chicago Teachers Union. She likes her job and that she wants to try to, you know, do that job for a while. You know, I also think that she was a not really yet at the moment where she really wanted to run. I mean, she's coming off of a, a pretty hectic couple years. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the pandemic has been, you know, the teachers union has been in almost constant negotiations with the school district. And, you know, I, I think that she wants sometimes to sort of get her footing. Um, but that doesn't mean that she's not going to be in this race. She's not going to be running for mayor, but she's going to be in this race. Let get no make no mistake about it. So. Yeah. Well, why does the CTU want one of their own in office? You know, there's several reasons. I mean, one thing is that they believe that the that this mayor Lori Lightfoot and um, you know previous mayor um, Rahm Emanuel were very driven by the business corporate community, which they do not think that that's what City Hall should be driven by. They think that it should be driven by um, you know the, the community's interests and the people's interests, and so they they have a fundamental disagreement with what they think Lightfoot is is doing in office. Um, you know, they're, they're very progressive and they don't think that she's progressive enough, essentially. Um, you know, also at the moment, the mayor runs the school district. And so, you know, having somebody in City Hall who's supportive of teachers' issues is, right. you know, is important. That would be so, a direct benefit, for sure. Right. I mean, you know, not to say that any mayor is just going to walk in and be like, okay, anything the teachers' union wants, because you know, there are monetary concerns, there are other concerns, but, you know, somebody who I think shares their priorities um, is is very attractive to them. So, yeah, so Gates has fueled this idea that there's another union staffer who might run. Who is Brandon Johnson? So he's he's a Cook County commissioner. He um, ran and won in 2018. He's also a father of three children, and um, he lives in Austin. And he's, you know, he was a former middle school teacher and he spent a very short time as a high school teacher, but before moving into being a CTU organizer. And so his second job is, besides being a commissioner, is being a CTU organizer. So he's, he's very tied into the union. And, you know, the union also has heavily supported him um, in his run for commissioner. Has he run for office before? Well, only as commissioner. Only as commissioner. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's it. So, so do they think yeah. that he can get enough support for, for this run to, to get him into office? You know, they, they, they must. And I, you know, I trust that the, the union is, you know, savvy enough to be doing their polling and to be doing, you know, their due diligence. I don't think that they would, um, you know, throw somebody in who they didn't think had at least a chance um, from, from evidence that they've probably gathered. So, so they must think he has a chance. I mean, a lot of people say, well, he's an, you know, he's, has no name out, you know, very little name recognition. Um, and 
you know, it'd be quite, quite a ride from Cook County Commissioner to the mayor's office. However, let me remind you that, you know, Lightfoot hadn't held any office before. And, you know, though she'd run the police board and had some name recognition from there, I doubt that it was like widespread across mm-hmm. Chicago. Let, let's look back at other times that the CTU backed a uh, mayoral candidate. I'm thinking back to 2019 with Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle. What happened there, Sarah? Well, Preckwinkle lost is what happened. And so um, the CTU support did not elevate her into City Hall. But also, you have to remember that she had some other issues going on. I think that while she, you know, she was put up as a very progressive candidate, she was also seen as sort of part of the system and had some questions to answer as Cook County president that that haunted her, you know, when she was running. So I think that, she, that you know, Preckwinkle had some baggage that, that hurt her um, in the run. But, but yeah, I mean, the long and short of it is that the CTU supported Preckwinkle and Preckwinkle lost. Yeah. So. Is the CTU facing the same challenges in this upcoming mayoral election that they faced back in 2019? Sure. And, you know, one of the things that I have to say is that, you know, there will be, well, there will be some people who will say I'm going to vote for a candidate because he or she is supported by the union. I also think there will be some people who will vote against a candidate who's supported by the union. I mean, the, um, the CTU is not popular in some segments of the city, and so that is something to consider. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it, you know, it's it's been, especially over the pandemic and all, all these discussions about safety agreements and you know whether you know students should be in school in person. It's been very deci- divisive, and you know that might serve to kind of, um, you know, come up a lot in in a mayoral race where there's a CTU candidate running. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we're talking with WBEZ education reporter Sarah Karp about who the Chicago Teachers Union might support in a run for mayor. Sarah, what's been going on with the union over the past few years since its former union president, Karen Lewis, was forced to step down for for health reasons? We know, of course, unfortunately, she passed away last year. Sure. So, you know, her um, vice president was Jesse Sharkey. Karen Lewis's vice president was Jesse Sharkey, and he stepped up into the president's um, position. And then Stacey Davis Gates was serving as vice president. Um, you know, and, and then they they held the, the the 2019 strike, and you know that 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 served up a contract that many consider you know historic. And I think that they at that moment they were very strong. Um, you know, Jesse and Stacy were pretty strong, but as I was saying before, as the pandemic unfolded, you know, th- there was a lot of decisions and challenges, and you know, I think that that to some degree, some people didn't agree with the, didn't think that the union was taking the right moves and in, in sort of insisting that school be remote at certain moments during the the pandemic or objecting to teachers having to come in. And um, so I think, you know, that I think it took a toll. I mean, actually, I think it took a toll on the actual union and on union leadership. I mean, as I said before, they've been in almost constant negotiations Mm -hmm. since the start of, um, of the pandemic. And, you know, that's not how it usually is. Usually between contracts, they're talking to the school districts, but there's not like agreements on the table that they, that they're trying to negotiate. And it's been very stressful. 
But one thing that I will note is that this summer, the union and the school district were able to reach a COVID safety agreement. And, you know, even before school started, it looked, you know, it was very close to, to being ratified and it's, it's since been ratified. And so, um, you know, the, they, the union, at least it seems like they realize, and also the school district, that this type of squabbling yeah. is not helping anybody. Not helpful so, at all. So overall, yeah. I, I know Gates has been talking about this quite a bit, but what are they saying is the kind of candidate that they're looking for? Well, they want a candidate that is, you know, sir, what they would say is serve, serves working class people in the city. They they want someone who, who speaks to progressive policies. They, they want someone who is, you know, going to try, which I, I mean, every mayor is going to try, I'm sure, to tackle um, gun violence. But, you know, they, they think that the route to tack tackling gun violence is not only getting rid of guns, but also, um, you know, helping people to be more economically prosperous so that they are not, you know, maybe driven towards um, towards violence or, or criminality. So th those are some of the things that they want. They want affordable housing. They want, mm -hmm. you know, they want people to be able to live in the city. Um, so those are some of the things that, you know, the union has been pushing for, you know, forever. You know, this is, I mean, this union, this current leadership of the union, this, yeah. these have been their issues. And so they definitely want somebody in City Hall who, who will promote those those issues. And I guess I want to get a sense of, of overall the, the value of a CTU endorsement to a candidate. Well, you know, on many levels, there there's value. For one, it comes with money. I mean, the, the CTU has political action committees that, you know, have given significant money to Preckwinkle and then before her to Chuy Garcia, who was, who was their candidate in 2015, you know, upwards of $300,000. Yeah. And they also, you know, cause they, they also have, you know, probably even more that they, they could give if, if, if they wanted to, I mean, it's, it's unclear exactly what their, what their amount is that they could put on the table. On top of that, they have 28,000 members. And a lot of those are very, very committed members who will spend long hours going from door to door and, you know, knock and, and talking to friends and talking to family and talking to, you know, people outside of their sphere. So that's, that's very important. And they also, you know, there's a lot of other unions that sort of see them as, um, you know, as sort of a leader and will be influenced by the fact that the CTU is supporting a, a particular candidate. Yeah. Well, as this uh, mayoral election nears, Sarah, what are you going to be watching for? Well, I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to, um, you know, to the Brandon Johnson and, mm -hmm. um, if who, and when who else steps he, up to the plate? Right, right. <laughs> uh, announces his election, but um, you know, I also will be paying attention to who the business community gets behind and who um, also whether the CTU is able to bring in you know s some really big money for for um, a candidate like Brandon Johnson. Are they, you know, there's a lot of like big progressive donors in this nation you know outside of chicago who they could bring in to support him so that that'll be also very telling um as to whether they can run a campaign that's successful sarah carp is a wbez education reporter thank you so much sarah